presence. And we thank you, Lord, that you know every need represented here this morning. And Father, I pray that you will touch lives, that you will speak unto us, Lord, that this word will bring transformation. And Father, I thank you for enabling me to deliver your word accurately, interestingly, powerfully, with the action of the Holy Spirit. And Father, having done all, everything that you are going to accomplish through this word, we'll be careful to give you alone the praise, the honor, and the glory in Jesus' name. And everyone said... Amen. You may be seated while you're smiling, so a smile to the person next to you. And by the way, if you still, I think we still have a space for one or two people. We're heading for Zim this Thursday, okay? So coming back on next week, Sunday, Sunday after the service, okay? So if you want to be part, you still, I'm sure there's still space for one person or so. So please pray for us. Amen. Praise God. Living in the zone of miracles. Hopefully this is the last part, maybe. But I like what, what when, when Elder Sibiso was, was leading prayer here on, on, on Friday, when he welcomed us to pray, he said, welcome to the zone of miracles. Eh? Like we said, miracles are birth in prayer. Okay? We cannot talk about miracles if we haven't prayed. Hallelujah. So the power for miracle is generated from the presence of the Lord. The less time we spend in the presence of the Lord, less power we have for miracles. So less prayer, less power, less miracles. More prayer, more power, more miracles. Eh? So Prayer should become as, as natural as breathing because we want to live in the, in the zone of miracles. We want to experience miracles always. Amen. So, even as, as we pray, even as we are invited for prayer, remember this. When you are sleeping at home, remember that less prayer, less power, less miracles. Eh? On Friday when they say half-night prayer and you go and sleep, remember this. Less prayer, less power, Less miracles. When we say come for morning prayer and we are sleeping at home, remember this. Less prayer, less power, less miracles. On Friday when we meet and pray and we are seated at home and we are not coming to prayer, remember that. Less prayer, less power, less miracles. But I believe more prayer, more power, more miracles will be your portion. Amen. Praise the Lord. Acts chapter 5 verse 12. Acts chapter 5 verse 12. Now many signs and wonders were regularly done among the people by the hands of the apostles. And they were all together in Solomon's particular. Many signs and wonders. Many signs and wonders were regularly done among the people by the hands of the apostles. Now how many signs and wonders what does it say? What does the scripture say? Many. Eh? Many signs and wonders. And how often? Regularly. Eh? Many signs and wonders were regularly done. By who? By the hands of the apostles. Eh? And to whom? Or among who? Among the people. Eh? So God was using his servants to do a lot of miracles among people and he was doing it often or regularly. 
This was an answered prayer. Eh? The disciple had prayed. Remember the prayer that we read last week in Acts chapter 4 after, after Peter and John were, were, were arrested. Eh? The church was praying. Acts chapter 4, Acts chapter 4 verse 29. If, if really you listen to bishops, uh, uh, or if you have the book, Deliver Us from the Evil One, eh? you will come to realize that there are so many obstacles that the enemy puts before us. But the church must go forward. When God opens a door, it is, it is the devil's plan to close, to close that door. So it's our prayers that will help us. Amen. Acts 4 verse 29 to 31. And now, Lord, look upon their threats and grant your servants to continue to speak your word with all boldness. So the church prayed for the apostles to preach the word with boldness. So we need to come together and pray for our leaders, pray for our resident pastors to preach the word with boldness. Amen. It says, verse 30, while you stretch out your hand to heal, eh? and signs and wonders are performed through the name of your holy Seven Jesus. Now, if, if, like I said last week, when you look at this verse, while you stretch your hand to heal, and signs and wonders are performed through the name of your Holy Spirit, it is God who does a miracle. Amen. Just laying hands upon the people. It's not, I don't have to be under pressure to perform any miracle. As long as I have prayed and have come into the presence of the Lord, as I lay hands upon the sick, the sick will recover. If they don't, if I don't see it, it's not my baby. You see? And sometimes miracles don't, don't happen at that time. Sometimes this year, was it? No, last year. When did you go to Davidson, uh, uh, Brother George Limoruti? Was it? That was on the 16th of December. Huh? Now, I used, I used to, to... We used to pastor the, the area, the East Rand, all the townships, Davidson, Tembisa, Fosloras, Katlokong, whatever. And so we had so, so many, so many members while we were still in CFC. And I hear, I did not, I could not even remember, I don't know what happened. But there's this lady who went to, to Murut, he's now at, at Oasis of Life in Davidson with, with uh, uh, Apostle Sitoli. So this lady gave an wrote an envelope with money and said to him, you know, thank your wife. While I was going down, while my business, you know, nothing was working for me, my family, my business, she prayed with me. And so everything is okay now. Everything is excellent. Everything. So she gave, he, she gave him that envelope of money. And so Pastor David was saying, okay, then give me my number. So maybe she would like to talk to you. Maybe she would like to thank you or, you know, and, and she said, no, it has got nothing to do with her. So up to date, I don't know who the lady is. I don't know who she is, but I don't even remember the day I prayed with her. I don't know. She just told me the name, but I'm trying to figure out who is this, you know, and I can't remember. But then this shows that it is God who is at work behind scenes. You can just be an instrument that God uses you. The honor and the praise and the glory belong to the Lord. And this is a kind of prayer that they prayed. Uh, while you stretch your hand to heal and signs and wonders are performed through the name of your holy name. So I'm just an instrument doing all that I could do. All that I have to do is stay in the presence of the Lord, go out of the presence of the Lord, pray
pray for people, tease the weight, and it is for God to perform the miracles. But miracles are guaranteed if there's more prayer, more power, then more miracles. Amen. It says in verse 31, and when they had prayed, the place in which they were gathered together was shaken, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and continued to speak the word of God with boldness. So had the disciples not prayed, there wouldn't have been power. There wouldn't have been any anointing. Had the disciple not asked God, God would not have given. So prayer is important for miracles. Amen. So believers just prayed for God to continue doing miracles through the apostles. And the Bible says after they've prayed, yeah, the place where they were praying shook. So after praying earnestly, yeah, there was a physical manifestation of the glory. So the, the prayer really does not have to be eloquent. Yeah? But you have to pray earnestly. You see, sometimes you pray like God does not know. Huh? God knows. He knows everything, but he's looking at your heart. It is the earnest and heartfelt and fervent and continuing prayer that avail much. James 5. Huh? So if you pray earnestly, it's not, you know, like when I say, come and open in prayer, and you're like, and our Father... And then you try to show how eloquent you are. That's, it's not about that. Eh? God, <laughs> Mercy. None of you will do that. Eh? <laughs> but an endless prayer is more important than an eloquent prayer. <laughs> Hallelujah. James 4 verse 2. Yeah. Prayer, prayer is, is important. Yeah? We fight. We fight best on our knees when we come before the Lord. That's the only fight you need to do. And then God will take over. Hallelujah. You'll never get a busy signal when you cry down out unto the Lord. Eh? Where they say, please, eh? What does it say when they when they when you call somebody and his line is busy? Eh? Eh? The subscriber that you have called, you'll never have that. Eh? Line busy, you'll never please be patient, your call will never you'll never you'll never have that with God. Eh? <laughs> So, don't, don't let prayer be your last resort. Eh? Put, God, put the prayer first. When you wake up, here's a day before you, pray first. Don't wait until you hit the wall and then you start praying. Hmm? Am I speaking to some people here? God longs to hear from you. Hmm? In James 4 verse 2, he says, you do not have, the last, the last part there, you do not have because you do not ask. So, but when we ask in prayer, God will answer and give to us what we need. The disciple asked for miracles and God performed miracles. Look, you have a privilege of speaking to God. Isn't this a, it's a privilege eh? to speak to the, the creator, eh? the, make, the maker of the universe. We have the privilege to talk to him. You the privilege to call him daddy just to come before him and cry before him if you are hurt and exalt him. You have the privilege of coming before him. Unlike the people in the Old Testament, the Old Covenant, eh, they had to go through God to, through the priests, the priests through the high priest once a year, the high priest would come before God. But thank God that veil is torn. We have the privilege of speaking to God himself. Amen. Bible says in Psalm 145 that he is near to all those who call him. Eh? So don't you want God to be near to you? He is near to those who, who call him. Amen. 
So verse 13 of, of the verse that, that, that we read, Acts chapter 5, verse 12. Now many signs and wonders were regularly done among the people by the hands of the apostles, and they were all together in Solomon's porch. Verse 13, none of the rest dead joined them, but their people held them in high esteem. Verse 14, and more than ever, believers were added to the Lord, multitudes of both men and women, so that they even carried out the sick into the streets and laid them on cots and mats, that as Peter came by, at least his shadow might fall on some of them. The people also gathered from the towns around Jerusalem, bringing the sick and those afflicted with unclean spirits, and they were all healed. More power, more prayer, more power, more miracles. Amen. Now, this was a time where the church was persecuted. We read last week about uh, uh, Peter and John being arrested. eh? So, people did not want to join Christians or believers at that time, eh? But the people held them in high esteem because of the testimonies that they had, because of what they saw God doing, eh? So maybe people did not want to come because they were afraid of the persecution. And some feared because in, in the same chapter, Acts chapter 5, that's where we read about Ananias and Sapphira. Remember what happened to them? When they failed and Peter said, why, did you, why do you lie to the Holy Spirit? When everybody was giving, when there was a generous spirit flowing in the church, people were selling their plots and bringing the money into the church. And Safira and, and Ananas so thought, okay, let's sell our plot, but then we're going to keep this. And then when they ask us, we say, this is, we are just going to give 50%. And, but when they were asked, is this all? Eh? Is this all that you sold your field for? Look, they were not under any pressure. Peter was not saying bring everything. They had the right to say, no, Peter, we sold the land for one million rand. We, we, we decided we want to keep half of it. We want to keep 500,000 and we want to give the church. But they said, no, this is all. This is all that you. So they were lying to the Holy Spirit. And unfortunately, they all died. Yeah, the men died first and then they buried, they buried him. The wife, when she was asked the same question, not knowing that the men... <laughs> so people did not want to join the believers because of all these things that are happening. Eh? They were scared. Eh? They feared the similar, the similar fate that happened to Ananias and Sapphira. Everybody was saying, hey, should we join these guys? Maybe we are also going to die. Eh? <laughs> so the people never bothered them. Like in chapter 3, we see them bothering them, arresting Peter and John. In chapter 4, we see them arrested. But then the church prayed. And that was the end. The people started respecting the disciples. So, such that even when they prayed, when Peter prayed, yeah, just as he passed by, just because he had, he had the fullness of God, he was working with this awe of the presence of the Lord as he walked by, his shadow was healing the people. So, they brought the people so that the shadow might fall on some of them. Now, people now got attracted because of the miracles. So you know, the power of the miracles, if we have miracles, God will confirm the way that we preach with miracles, signs and wonders. 
You see, miracles are specifically to draw the people from outside. So if you bring somebody who is sick, somebody who does not believe, and we who believe as we pray and have the presence of the Lord, there will be power to heal that person, and the person will experience the miracles of God, and that person will believe. So many believed because of the miracles. Yeah? So the miracles confirmed the truth of, of the apostles' teaching. And also, this was just to demonstrate that there are still apostles who follow Jesus, who do the same thing that Jesus did. Amen. So, the anointing that was on Peter touched the sick and healed them. And in Acts chapter 15, the same, same chapter that we have in Good News, it says, as a result of what the people were doing, sick people were carried out into the streets and placed on beds and mats so that at least Peter's shadow might fall on some of them as he passed by. Eh? The least article. You know when God just shows you or God does not need me. It's, it's just he uses mind, just a shadow. Just a shadow of a person. Just a shadow. You can't do much about your shadow. You can't change your shadow. You can't. You just pass and your shadow is there. Eh? And God chooses such to use. Eh? Uses that as a means of contact with Peter. In TPT, it says, in fact, when people knew Peter was going to walk by, they carried the sick out to the streets and laid them down on cots and mats, knowing the incredible power emanating from him would overshadow them and heal them. So the power actually was emanating from him because he was staying in the presence of the Lord. It really did not have to do much, much about the shadow. Eh? You understand? The shadow was because otherwise Peter would have opened the shadow ministry and go about and healing and every... <laughs> so when the church prays, the power of God manifests. Mir miracles happen. Do you believe it? You see all the songs that you are singing, I believe, I believe God is a miracle waking God. is a... We're not just singing. But we are believing. And if we believe, we will come and pray because we believe God is a miracle-working God. And as we hear testimonies that God is, is still a miracle-working God, but then God needs us to cooperate with him, to come and pray, to come into his presence because he's closer to those who call him. Hallelujah. So we need, we need the generator of power, of the power of the Holy Spirit, eh? We shouldn't experience load shedding. Huh? We need the power of the Lord in our, in our lives. Eh? Hmm? May there be no spiritual load shedding in our lives. Eh? May the spiritual electrical power be available 24-7. Eh? That when you want to boil your spiritual water and make your spiritual coffee, you'll have <laughs> the spiritual power to do that. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. I'm just spiritualizing everything. <laughs> Hallelujah. So these are miracles that are derived from the presence of the Lord. People were healed, not by Peter's shadow, but by God's power working through Peter. Otherwise, if it was a shadow, let everybody pass by and let every, every shadow heal everyone. But it was the one who carried the presence of the Lord. It was only his shadow that could heal many. Amen. So we need to come before God and just seek his presence. More than we seek his presence. Yeah? Seek his presence. When you have his presence, 
his presence will follow. So, but then when we come before the Lord with a list of the presence that we want, we make, we make Mudimu a Santa Claus. Yeah, well, no, this is what I want, this is what I want, this is what I want, this is what I want. No. All that God wants is for you to come and say, God, your presence, your presence, your presence. And once you are in his presence, his presence will follow you. Amen. Peter's shadow was able to heal because Peter spent time in the presence of the Lord. Yeah? So Peter didn't go about and, and start a shadow casting ministry. Yeah? It's the people who tapped into the anointing. You see, if, if you go through every story in the Bible where people experience miracles, yeah, it's the people who initiate. You understand? It's not... It's not it's not, I don't know how to explain it, but look at the, the, the woman with the, with the issue of blood. Who kept on saying, if only I can touch the garment. Eh? I mean, Jesus was there with his garment every time with the disciples, every time walking around the people. But the power from the garment never worked for anyone. But it's a person who said, only, who believed this and said, only if I can touch the hem of his garment. So Jesus never went about to say, everyone, come and touch. Come and touch the hem of, of, of my garment. Eh? So sometimes God will, will just use something for you at that particular time. At that, so we don't have to make it a doctrine. The issue is why the church is lost today is because we are making doctrines out of incidents. And according to the word of God, you cannot build a doctrine out of two or three mouths. The word has to be established. Before we say a thing is a doctrine, we adopt it as a doctrine. Mark must have said it. Moses must have said it. Paul must have said it. Then the three, out of the mouth of two or three, the word is established. We call it a doctrine. So when the people are flying around, maybe somebody drank water one day and then you got healed. Now there's a ministry of water. Maybe somebody got, you know, we, we get so, it's not you, amen. amen. Praise God. Mark, Mark chapter 6, Mark chapter 6, verse, verse 56. And he says, and whenever he, Jesus, came in villages, cities, countryside, eh? look, the gospel was preached everywhere. Jesus went everywhere. Not only to cities. Eh? He says, where did he go? He came in villages, cities, countryside. So we've got to plant churches everywhere. We've got to preach the gospel everywhere in villages, in cities, in countryside. Eh? As he passed, as he came in, they laid the sick in the marketplace and implored him that, that they might touch even the fringe of his garment. And as many as touched were healed. Eh? Now, note that it was not Jesus who initiated the touching of his garment. It was the people. It was the people who believed. So, if a person believes that if I touch this and it, it happened to him, it's okay. Fine, that's what he believed. But Jesus, we don't go about making what? Touch, touch the garment ministry. Touch the garment. If you touch my, my, my jacket, you'll be healed. If you touch my, huh? my scripture. Mark chapter 3. <laughs> Mark chapter 3, verse 7. I'm running. 
Jesus withdrew with his disciples to the sea, and a great crowd followed him from Galilee and Judea and Jerusalem and Edom, and from beyond the Jordan and from around Tyre and Sidon. When the great crowd heard all that he was doing, they came to him. And he told his disciples to have a boat ready for him because of the crowd, lest they crush him. For he had healed many, so that all who had diseases pressed around him to touch him. He had healed them, but they pressed on to touch him. And whenever the unclean spirits saw him, they fell down before him and cried out, You are the son of God. Hmm? So the woman with the issue of blood was not invited by Jesus to touch him. She came on her own, unknowingly to Jesus. She just came on her own and just said, if only I can touch. It was only after she had touched Jesus that Jesus realized that power was drawn from me. And then he asked, who touched me? So in other words, if people wanted to, because Jesus was in the presence of the Lord, and I pray that would be in the presence of the Lord, that you will be carriers of the glory of the Lord. Hallelujah. So this woman had heard about the the reports about Jesus. And then she came and he touched Jesus. Hmm? So Jesus was touched by someone who had faith that she could be healed. And then the Bible says in Acts chapter 19. Acts chapter 19. In the same way, the apron and the handkerchief ministry came out of the presence of the Lord. Acts chapter 19, verse 11, and God was doing extraordinary miracles by the hands of Paul, so that even handkerchiefs or aprons that had touched his skin were carried away to the sick, and their diseases left them, and the evil spirit came out of them. Yeah? So, miracles opened the doors for hearing the gospel, and it gave confirmation that God was working through Paul and his message. So, the handkerchiefs and the aprons were not, were not magical objects. Paul was a tent maker. I care. So as he was working, he would sweat. Probably he had a handkerchief, whether around his hand or around, or maybe in the pocket of the apron, and then he would keep on wiping the, the, the sweat with the handkerchief. And because he was working, he was putting on, on an apron. So it's not something that we can say today, bring, bring the handkerchiefs, bring bring the aprons. It just happened as he was working. Eh? So the Holy Spirit was pleased to manifest his powerful presence. Eh? So at times this would remain evident in those objects that, that, that Paul touched. It just happened at that time. The source of power for miracles was God. Eh? The source of power for miracles must be God. Eh? Let's not get confused. The source of power for miracles is God himself. Not any man, not any object, not any magical object. Hallelujah. So God's presence was on Paul, the apostle. And therefore, his handkerchiefs and apron that he was working with carried power to heal the sick. So I pray that you will be carriers of God's power. I pray that would manifest the power of God in our lives. But how does this happen? More prayer produces more power, produces more miracles. So if only you and I can pray. God is not a respecter of men. If the shadow of Peter, if Paul's 
apron and handkerchief, if the hem of the garment of Jesus, if people could draw power from such, definitely can do it with you. The only thing is that we're willing to pray the price of coming into the presence, of giving birth, staying in the zone of miracles so that we give birth to these miracles. Are we hungry for the presence of the Lord? If you won't get hungry, then we won't have any power. So I pray that you'll be hungry for the presence of the Lord. And when we are hungry for the presence of the Lord, out of that presence we'll have power. And out of that power we'll experience more miracles. Have you received something this morning? Praise the Lord. Give the Lord a praise offering. Say this, say, Father God, help me by your spirit that prayer should become as natural as breathing. Help me to love your presence, to come to prayer, to spend time in your presence. You said in your word that you are near to to all who call on your name. Thank you for the privilege of calling on your name, of coming into your presence. Today, I commit myself to stay in your presence, to stay in the zone of miracles. I thank you that as I pray, my prayers will produce more power and that power will produce more miracles. Thank you, Lord, for helping me by your spirit in Jesus' name. While every eye is still closed,